Oh, can we get 30 minutes worth of uh, juice juice in? I mean, there's a lot of shit going on right now. Welcome, Welcome to, to Black, Black Woman. Woman. White guy. We wear the crown of kingdom from our ancestors. We need to teach our babies we can do better. My heart is hard because we dying real fast. Slavery live, nigga. There is no middle class. Not no more. This rich or poor, we at the bottom of the motherfucking totem pole. This shit gets old. How can we grow with our lives in their hands? You don't get to do whatever the fuck you want to do to us, and then we have to be polite, respectful, and mannerable. It just don't work that way. I'm trying to relate. I don't have kids, so. Right, yeah. That would be, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a. Don't forget, Greg, you're also not black. <laughs> Did you just yawn? That was, that was, that was my boring character. Oh, oh, wait, hold on. Oh, okay, okay. <sighs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's why the first part of our conversation dealt with whether or not Shit. we should go to the bathroom. <laughs> you greg you're so awesome (laughs) yeah this is just a conversation so i I thought one of the first things we could do for the listeners like each of us could describe the other (laughs) oh shit (laughs) (laughs) hold on hold on one more sip of coffee she takes okay all right Mm -hmm, let's do mm -hmm. that yeah I got you. I'm ready. Okay, then you can. You go first. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's see. If it's let. So I'm thinking of this as in two ways. One, just walking down the street and visually, like, what do I see if I were to see you, right? And then okay. the other one is I know you, like, and so how would I describe? Let's go. In in more Thinking depth? out the box. I love this. Okay. Okay. So walking down the street, I'm going to say that, okay, I look at you. Okay, there's a black woman, and I'm assuming you still have big curly hair, yeah? Absolutely, yes, uh-huh. for sure. So that, that would be my on the street, just without any context. That's what I see. Okay. I'm guessing. It's hard to do that knowing you, but. Right. And however, since I do know you. Um, and maybe we could go back and do a little context about how we do know each other, but I don't know, maybe not. I don't even want to say that word. (laughs) Um, but so having, since I know you and working with you, you are very intelligent and you have this kind of awesome, like dual ability where you're both creative and analytical. Mm. Like you love your, uh. I don't know if you love it, but you're good at organizing stuff and like spreadsheet type stuff. But at the same love it, <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, you have that creative side where you, you know you do. I don't know if you're still doing your t-shirts, but you're doing t-shirts, and you got your you made a song, or at least I heard one of their raps. About six of them. Yeah, yeah let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so and I, and that's it, like when I. So first of all, I think that's really good quality. That you have those two, I don't know. That's like a, that's like a super brain type thing. <laughs> and then, but like um, working with you, I was like, yeah, that's that's the person I need 
on my team. Cool. Um, not only can I throw every piece of work at her. No, just <laughs> no. Not a truth, Greg. Not true. But yeah, she can she can get shit done basically, and in nice. a quality way. So the, Thank you. that's the that's my description of you. Uh oh. Hello. There you Hello. are. Uh, no, oh, oh, there you are. You're gone for a second. Uh oh. That's not in a recording. It'll it'll be fine. Oh okay. Okay, my turn. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Okay, so, uh, guy down the street. Mm-hmm. Well, if I was to just randomly see you on the street, I would say there is a white guy mm-hmm. with big, puffy, curly hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, looks intelligent. Almost looks like he is a businessman, yet at the same time, very laid back, kind of sixties vibe. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. So now, knowing the person, um, I personally think you are one of my favorite people because you are so laid back. Um, When I first met you, I could not fathom how you did not get upset about (laughs) anything. (laughs) You are the coolest, most laid-backest Brother, I know, mm. and I consider you brother. See, and this is what one of the biggest things I love about you because I think you are a social advocate on the down low, but yet also out loud, which is crazy because um, underneath that, you try to get people healthy. You, you try to try to get people to see, like, oh, what do I want to say? You try to get people to see the light without forcing them to see the light. You do it with music, you do it with your drawings, you do it with um, your, uh, I don't want to say sadistical, but you're very, uh, your humor's very different. Yeah, the bit about, um, like, social advocate, but I think you said on the down low, or? Yes, yes, kind of behind the scenes a little bit. Yeah. I think that comes from more, that's just my comfort level. Um, and that's how I know how to, if I'm going to make a statement, I'm not good at taking it head on directly right. out loud. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. And not everybody is. I mean, everybody, you know, we all have our own, uh, we all have our own destiny, our own agenda in this fight of life. Yeah. So we have our own inputs, however that looks. Yeah. Speaking of fight for life. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> <laughs> so there's all, all these protests going on right now, right? Right. Yep. Um and that's like that's not my thing. Um to be in a crowd and shouting. First of all, I get mm-hmm. kind of, I I don't know, I feel silly. Like <laughs> shouting things in a crowd. Like know. if you put, like if you put your arm up in protest, somebody's gonna be like, "Damn, look at all that arm hair." <laughs> yeah, that's my first worry. <laughs> like, why did I have to be so hairy? Frick, I should have shaved. <sighs> I knew I was coming to this protest. And put some aftershave and deodorant on. <laughs> no, are you? Uh, is that? Do you like going to those things? I don't know. Likes the wrong word, but do you find that to right. be a, your approach? 
Um, you know what? I, I am going to say yes. I, I, I look for those things. I, I search for those, like, where's the, where is, I didn't, when I found out Akron was having one, I was like, oh shit, I missed it. I wanted to be there. Hmm. Um, and, but then when you look at it after the fact, in my mind, I kind of go, I'm not really down for the walk the street, hold a sign, chant a, a phrase type of protest. I'm more in lines of, like you said, I'm organizational, um, documentational. I am more of like, what are we doing now to change the law? Like, who are we talking mm-hmm. to in leadership to make something happen other than just walking through the mm-hmm. streets and getting tear gas? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I don't see it as pointless. I understand what the purpose is in those people's minds. But in my mind, the way I work, I look at the bigger picture to say, what are we doing legally to change some of these laws or to reprimand some of these um, policemen? Who are we talking to? Who are we meeting with at the courthouses? Who are we um, discussing conversations, having conversations with judges and lawyers? And where's that? What, where are we mm. at in that? <clears throat> Do you ever have people say to you, like, or ask you why that's your approach or, hey, just co- let's go out and protest or go to a rally or – um, you know what? I really, to be honest, I have really just been Facebook fighting for the last week. I, you know, mm-hmm. with this quarantine and mm-hmm. everyone trying to get the world back, I, I've been Facebook fighting, and <laughs> like, yeah. and not really fighting, but just making sure that I'm, I'm trying to post, engage, um, watching all the news, watching all of um, the action that's taking place, trying to just really stay involved, because at the end of the day, the sad part to say out loud is that we still all have lives that we have to um, maneuver through, and I've got kids here, so I'm trying to teach the younger generation. I'm having them watch, pay attention, have those conversations. Uh, my my twins want to go to a protest, so I'm trying to keep mm. um, that involvement going right now and then just really mentally decide what I want to do physically I guess yeah. because I'm just, you know, with quarantine, you don't get the opportunity to sit in a in a circle of people and have this type of conversation sometimes. So right, that's a good point. What what do your uh, what do your kids think about it? One who is upstairs, and I got another one who's downstairs protesting with me. Like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. You know, she could cuss. She sure would be doing it right now. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then I've got younger boys who. You know, the sad part is, Greg, being a black person, these are kind of the these are the underlining things that people don't think about. You know, you see us out here with our our hands up and our signs and we're yelling and we're mad and we're angry and we're tearing things up. But underneath, we still have to go home and explain things to our kids. Mm -hmm. And I've got two young black boys and I'm talking under 10 who have no clue what's going on right now. And my fear is that, you know, if, if I don't give it to them now, as they get older, they're not going to understand it and be able to handle it correctly. At the same time, the other fear is if I give it to them now, is it too much? Is it going to influence their behavior once they do go out into the street mm. as individuals? So it's kind of a battle either way it goes. Yeah, that's a – I'm trying to relate. I don't have kids, so. Right, yeah. Um, that, yep. that would be yeah <laughs> <laughs> that would be a don't forget greg you're also not black <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah that's a good point like if you s- explain it to them i don't know and if it's too early or maybe it's not explained just the right way right. then then right. do they have a certain uh 
Am I sending my 10-year-old to school next year angry at white people? Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. And that's not something I want to do. My mother's Mm -hmm. white, for God's sake. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yes, my mother is white. So, like, how do I – how do I – anger a 10 year old black Mm -hmm. kid against white people and how do I not do that at the same time does she know she's white on 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 record completely white like like hazel eyes white like Hmm. like you you know what I'm saying my mom is white but you know in the 60s you figure I was born in so that back in there you know, back in those times, it was really hard for a, a white woman and a black woman to be together. Um, yeah. Black woman. Well, shit, that too. But <laughs> mm-hmm. a black guy and a white lady, oh, my God, you can you can chalk it up. So, you know, I didn't get to see a lot of this type of stuff when I was younger. So now I'm able to understand this is, woof, it's heartbreaking. It's just, it's heartbreaking. I, and I forgot, there's a couple things, I don't know, I might have to readjust where some of these pieces are in this podcast but i think we're the same age right uh kind of close sort of to it yep yeah. have you told anybody how old you are uh, it, within the last like publicly eight, 18 if minutes that's the case then no we're not the same <laughs> oh yeah. i see what you're saying <laughs> yes we're the same race so it comes, yes mm-hmm. yeah but so i think the reason why i bring that up pretty much the same age which within a few months i think however i'm guessing and if i was a betting man i'd place a lot of money on this i'm guessing that our uh childhoods were very different absolutely First, I, w- I would guess that too uh-huh did you grow up in akron i can't remember um i did not i actually grew up in kankakee illinois Ooh. spell that yeah is that an indian word uh yeah let's say that yes it is actually oh my god greg you're so impressive <gasps> i did not realize that until just now yes we used to have one of them indian statues and everything mm. i swear to god i'm trying not to be racist I, whatever <laughs> i say you know what i mean like I'm, i love and hey I, i'm a little indian i got some indian so i yeah? listen hmm. yeah it is it is an indian name kankakee illinois now that i flash back our little okay. our our yeah our mascot was actually an Indian. I was going to say, yeah, okay. That makes sense. For school, yeah. That was a Correct. big That was a big mascot for for a time before they started wow. changing them, right? I think a lot, yeah. of, a lot of schools changed. What was it like growing up? Um, let's see, um, were, your, <laughs> were your mom and dad together? No. Um, I actually do not even know my father's name. I don't know what he looks like. Oh. I don't know who he is. I don't know anything about him. So you nope. grew up in a... A single mom trying to raise you and some siblings? Um, I am the only child. I was raised by my white mother and mm-hmm. my white grandmother in the projects in um, the urban side of town. Hmm. So that How's was, that for you? That, I bet that was a challenge on everybody's end. Yeah, I mean, you know what? It it probably was, but back then, um, you know, my my grandmother and my mom, they, I don't know what they did, but I didn't have to. I would just say I didn't have to be associated with a lot of racism, which is why it's kind of, I mean, it's really, um, it's it's not a shock. I don't even know what word to use, but when I was younger, the worst thing I got called was a half breed. Um, a what? A half breed. Oh, a half breed. Mm-hmm. A zebra. Um, you oh, know, it, 
yeah and and for me it kind of it's i don't want to say it's worse for people of mixed uh races but for me it felt like it was just because i'm considered the muddy waters you know what i mean Mm -hmm. when when racist white people look at me they go oh here we go, mixing our race and, and muddying it down and da-da-da-da-da. So, you know, not only am I black, but I'm also kind of that in-your-face, I'm fucking up y'all race, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Messing up the purity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't be pure if there's a whole bunch of y'all going around. And then, you mm-hmm. know, they look at the white women and go, what the hell? Well, now she's just as muddy as I am. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I experienced it, but I did not experience it full on because we lived in a black neighborhood. Most of my yeah. friends were black. So, you know, it wasn't until I got to Ohio and and went to school at Springfield High School in uh, in Springfield, that uh, Springfield Township, that I kind of started really experiencing the racism. Why you talk mm. so funny? Mm. You know, why you wear them type of clothes? That mm. type of thing. Did you... You find yourself speaking differently than the Springfield folk? Absolutely. Right. I came from Illinois, country. You oh, know, yeah, I had yeah. a little country accent. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never forget one day I was reading um, Shakespeare in English class, and, and this kid stopped me in the middle of reading in class and said, why do you talk so funny? Oh. What was your response? It took every, I mean, I just, I just said, I'm, I'm not from here. Just took everything I had not to, like, backhand me. Yeah. Did you always then have, um, did that make you kind of shy or turn away from like putting yourself out there if you were going to be identified differently? Uh, no. You don't seem like a shy person. (laughs) No, no. I mean, I, you know, I'm shy when it comes to like failure. I don't want to get up in front of somebody and do something and know that I might fail and get laughed at and talked about and blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to being, you know, black i embrace that i absolutely love being black i love our culture i love black people i love that we are creative i love that we come up with the the bestest shit that everybody wants to copy i love it i love being black what's one of those bestest shits uh let's just let's keep it real mm-hmm. uh we dance amazingly mm-hmm. okay um we come up with the flyest steps everybody and their mama want to do them so <laughs> mm-hmm. um just one example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our our gear. <laughs> gear. You know, our gear, our clothes. clothes. We, you know, yeah. Our yeah. our hair, braids. I mean, you know. Yeah. That's some good stuff. That's why I like talking to you, Greg. Even though you're a white guy, you pretend to understand, and that <laughs> makes me feel so comfortable. <laughs> No, that is a good point, though, because I, yeah. I mean, in reality, I don't understand. Like, if you really right. were to dig and like, I, I don't get it. But I, um, yeah, I, I don't know if I pretend. I try to get it, and so maybe. Yes. But yeah, I, you make me, you make me feel like, damn it, you've got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, first of all, like we've already established, I'm white. <laughs> and grew up in a white neighborhood, white this, white that. So, yeah, I mean, it's no different. It, it, who knows? This might be the wrong thing to say, but I'll throw it out there. It's no different than someone from, like, Bulgaria explaining, like, 
talking mm-hmm. about their background and me being like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Yep, I, exactly. I, I don't understand it because. So how, I, I how, was, it. how how was how was your how was your how was your growing up like? What 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 is your? Because I just I'm assuming once we you know work into this podcast, this isn't just a like let's talk to the black black lady podcast, right? No, so, no. Heck no. We want to know about all about you. So yeah, what yeah. happened? What's your childhood look like? Um, well, it, it's a, it's an interesting one. I think I have to approach it from two kind of, uh, I don't know, two different ways. Because, like, economically, um, very well off. So I would probably say, like, upper middle class. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said... Yeah, everybody. I don't. I don't even think there was a black or Hispanic or Asian family anywhere near my neighborhood. I don't. Wow. Rec- I don't recall. Um. So, yeah, I never had to worry about money. I. I that would not, not even have been a thought in my head. Okay. Um. However, my dad went to prison when I was younger. Oh my. So. That and that's where he remained. Um, so, th- so even though I was very well off economically, I think, like, mentally, <laughs> I was wow, was, yeah, you know, just that's that's kind of a shock. And so, like I asked you earlier, did that? Did you kind of because you were different? Did you kind of shy away or kind of create your own little corner? I think that's what mm-hmm. I did because. The more you put yourself out there, then the more you're the you're going to get questions about your dad or prison Absolutely. or things like that. So right. I, I was I was a pretty quiet, shy. I don't know if shy is the right word, but just you know, if I hide, nobody will see me, and then Absolutely. I won't have to say anything. Right. So, so that made it, it a that was a complicated. That, that was the so I was I was always afraid that I, people saw me as the the kid with the dad in prison. Right. Oh my goodness. So that's a whole nother, uh, a whole nother, you know, what's the word? Uh, yep. Second cup of coffee, but that's, yeah, another drastic, um, effect in someone's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it might've been, who knows, it might've just been the narrative in my own head that created that belief that people were thinking that, you know, but yeah, the reality is that's what I thought. So 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 may I ask, when he went, were you had you already had a, a relationship with him and and knew him and and, yeah. and was close to him and okay, so yeah. you were old enough to kind of really understand what was happening, what was going on and yeah, I don't, I mean I was seven. Oh um, my! So understanding, I get. I mean, do you understand anything when you're? I mean, right. I, I could hardly understand Empire Strikes Back, let alone, <laughs> let alone. Still to this day, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we would go visit him once a month. Oh, okay. So, you okay. know, we, we continued that relationship. So it was interesting, though, because then I felt more like I, I, I was comfortable in prison. <laughs> it, wow. Because nobody was going to ask me the question because obviously they all knew where my dad was because everybody right (laughs) everybody there understood what was happening yeah wow yeah now as an adult i mean like how do you think that has affect 
affected everything that you've you know dealt with in life as an adult because i mean that's a major it's a heartbreak to know something and then have it taken from you mm-hmm. and it's really not i mean i'm not going to speak for everybody but just in you know my experience to not have something I, I can move on because I haven't had that wonderful experience or, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To just have it ripped from my hand. Do you think about it? Do you, do you, do you think it has affected some of the choices that you have made or? Yeah. I mean, I do think about it. It's hard not to. Um, I think it made me someone who really avoids complicated situations. Mm, now I will be a testament to that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've witnessed that. Like, I just don't want to just fucking y'all handle it. No. (laughs) I'm walking away slowly. I'm walking away slowly. (laughs) I mean, are you comfortable with it now? Or are you, are you, do you feel the freedom in, in discussing it with people or? Um, I'm, no, I'm not comfortable with it, but I mean, who's comfortable with a lot of things that they, Right. have to talk about so i i'm not comfortable with it but i'm able to talk about it whereas when i was younger no that was not a that was not an option yeah mind your business i got you yeah or okay. run, run away mm-hmm. run, run, run. that might have been why i was so fast when i was little you were fast when you were little <laughs> yeah i played center field and you know oh sure okay so th- <laughs> listen all right so another question then so do you in, in your younger years, were you exposed to all of the childhood wonders that you could possibly be exposed to, um, being part of sports, uh, going to the museum, zoo mm-hmm. every month? I mean, you know, what Heck does that yeah. look like for you? Heck yeah. I think I can sum it up in this one. Somebody enjoyed themselves <laughs> when they were younger. No, I, yeah, I'm the... I'm the person who's like, yeah, 80s were perfect, you know. Oh, wow. Which is yep. weird for me to say. But, yeah, I could, yeah, sports, museums, like you said, different camps, clubs, going to New York wow. City, watching the Rockettes on stage with their long legs what? during the Christmas show. <laughs> Shut up. Going Are you serious? Bermuda, Hilton Head, Florida. Yeah, all that stuff. Now, I'm just going to tell you, as us black people would say, your ass was sport as hell. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a big, uh, you know, it, it, it plays in part to our society at the end of the day. Like, what opportunities are kids given in, in those younger years to really appreciate, understand, um, uh, be active in, in diversity? And if they don't have those, then as they get older, then the only thing they know is what's right in front of their face and has always been for their mm-hmm. entire life. Yeah, exactly. Now, I can't speak for all white guys. Obviously, <laughs> but there is a disproportionate number when you're talking economics, black, white, right? About right. who has and who doesn't. Um, right. And I think the other thing that we need to do, because we didn't, we kind of avoided, I don't know if avoided, but we just didn't make mention of like the real shit that has kind of spawned this most recent. Mm-hmm mess mm-hmm. um do you want to talk about that let's talk about that um so just to begin with talking about that mr george floyd i'd like to say his name mm-hmm. um 
I will not, uh, moving forward, pertain to the officers by their names. I'll just say the PD people. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pissed. I'm aggravated. I'm frustrated. I'm annoyed. Um, I'm disappointed. I want to fight somebody. Uh, I want to knock some shit over. I want to stand in front of the politicians and say, how fucking dare you? I want to pull up. I want to sit on my laptop for hours per day and pull up all of the people that have been terrorized, um, arrested for no damn reason and, and held away from their families. I want to pull up the immigration in incidents. I want to pull up everything to throw it in their faces so that they can see it has to be at a certain point goose gander. You don't get to do whatever the fuck you want to do to us and then we have to be polite, respectful, and mannerable. It just don't work that way. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that pretty much explains <laughs> what's currently going on. So when uh, what's your view? I just thought of this when you were talking. You have an obvious um, connection to the anger that mm -hmm. I don't know, and I could be wrong here. I don't know if a white person can, although I guess if they're, I don't know, married to or you know, in a relationship right. with someone yeah. who's black. Maybe that's different. Like, I have an anger and disappointment, but I don't know if I can say it relates, like, if the... I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. if... I get you. I, I, I think, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, the point you're trying to make is, um, you know, watching watching an innocent black man on the ground being murdered by um, a, a, a public servant, which we all, you know, those of us that do go to work every day have tax dollars taken out of our, our incomes, our way of feeding children to pay this, this person's salary to protect us, all of us, not just white people, not just, you know, African men, but all of us to watch him um, egotistically pridefully um and demanding some type of respect from all of that murder an innocent presumed to have did something allegedly did something black man in front of our eyes will anger anyone right mm -hmm. yeah will anger anyone just because at the end of the day you go how dare you right but I think what what brings a deeper um, anger, a deeper passion to it is the fact that black people experience this all the time. White people don't. Mm -hmm. So there's that disconnect. Um, you know, I, I think at one point in time we had this conversation when we worked together and, um, you know, a lot of people really don't understand that when I go out to the grocery store with my children in the car. I'm afraid to walk out my door because if my tail lights out and I get pulled over and if mm. I speak inappropriately to a police officer who is just in a mood today, I may not come back home. My children may not come back home. Right. A lot of people don't have a lot of white people don't have that feeling once they walk out their door. So to be mm. in that constant state of fear brings a deeper anger, a deeper disappointment, a deeper um, heartache than what someone white would experience mm -hmm. just watching this on TV. Black woman! And I'd be like, white guy. <laughs> we wear the crown of kingdom from our ancestors. We need to teach our babies we can do better. 
God is hard because we dying real fast. Slavery live, nigga. There is no middle class. Not no more. This rich or poor. We at the bottom of the motherfucking totem pole. This shit gets old. How can we grow with our lives in their hands and they cold? 